So I'm going to get your brains working to start off with. I want you to answer this question for me. What one word describes who Jesus is to you? Um, and I actually want real answers to this, so you can call them out. Who, love, saviour, friend, my Lord, Lord, father, teacher, teacher. Any more? Brother, brother, rock. Friend. Inspiration. Inspiration. Saviour. That's fantastic. Um, I think it's really important that um, we share these things together because each one of those words um, will have a story behind why that person has chosen, uh, chosen it, a story of how, how God has been faithful to each one of us in our lives. I think it would be great if maybe after the service you could share together, maybe ask someone, what was your word and, and why have you said that? What are the stories from your life about what God has done with you? Um, and just as um, we have different um, words for Jesus, the Bible has a lot of different names for God and each of those names um, will describe a different aspect God's character. Um, so, if I said to you, Emmanuel, what kind of bit of the Bible might that make you think of? Yeah, Christmas. Yeah, so we do use that word a lot around Christmas time because Emmanuel means God with us and it's used in that um, prophecy about Jesus in Isaiah. Um, if I say the name of God, I am, what might that make? I am the I am. Yeah. We've got Moses. Yeah, that's the name that God um, gives to when Moses is talking to God um, in the burning bush. Um, God gives his name as I am. Um, this one's a bit more difficult. Um, does anyone know um, where the name Ancient of Days comes from? Yeah, I didn't know this until I looked it up last week, so. Um, but we have a, an answer in the front row, thanks Marion. Um, Ancient of Days is um, Daniel's vision of God. In the book of Daniel, he uses the name Ancient of Days. And there's also a very strong parallel with, um, uh, with Revelation, the vision of God in Revelation as well. Um, so even though each of those name to God is very short, um, they're saying a lot about who God is um, and about what he's done. Um, so here are some of the words from the song that I've chosen. If we can have the next slide, thank you. Oh, a little bit small, I hope you can read them. Um, and this is from the song, You Are Holy, uh, brackets, Prince of Peace by Michael W. Smith. Um, I'll just read, read these ones. You are Lord of Lords. You are King of Kings, you are mighty God, Lord of everything. You're Emmanuel, you're the great I Am. You're the Prince of Peace, who is the Lamb. You're the living God, you're my saving grace. You will reign forever, you are ancient of days. You're the Alpha, Omega, beginning and end. You're my Saviour, Messiah, Redeemer and Friend. You're my Prince of Peace and I will live my life for you. 
Probably, for all of us, um, some of these names will have more significance to us um, than others. But it's really important that we don't forget all of the names that are used for God, because the, God's name is the manifestation of his character. Um, God's been revealing himself to humankind since time began, and these names that we ascribe to him are encapsulating um, all of God's story and everything that he's done. When we proclaim his name, we are proclaiming that we have a God who we know, and this is who he is. He's the beginning and the end. He's our king, our redeemer, our prince of peace. The psalmist says, sing to God, sing in praise of his name. Prepare a way for him who rides on the clouds. Rejoice before him. His name is the Lord. If you don't know where some of these names come from in the Bible, maybe you want to note one down, go and look it up when you get home, and then come and come back to church and share it together. Um, maybe as an explore group, you could, you could all pick a name and then um, share how it fits in to God's story together as a group. I think that would be really nice. If you know this song, you'll know that there's something about it that makes it quite different from a lot of songs that we sing at church. And that is that whilst one half of the congregation is singing this, the other half will be singing something completely different at the same time. Um, can we have the next slide? So traditionally, um, the men sing the bit on the left, I will sing to and worship the king who is worthy. I will love and adore him, I will bow down before him. The men will be singing that whilst the women sing the bit on the right. The significance of this is purely because um, if you split it men and women, then you don't have to organise everyone beforehand, and bonus, everything's in the right key. <laughs> but when we sing it later, if you want to switch and do the other part, or swap halfway through, do a bit of both, then please feel free to do that. Um, if you, um, oh yes, yeah, so even though um, we're singing different things, the point is that we're singing different words and a different tune, but together we are all producing one song. If you know me, you'll know that one of the things I really love to do is um, singing in a choir and, and doing part singing. Um, so I picked this song not, not just because I think it's really fun to sing or it sounds really good, but because I think that, um, that singing together and singing a song that you can't sing on your own is a really powerful picture of how we can worship together as a church. Um, the next questions are rhetorical, just to give you a heads up there. <laughs> Have you ever wondered why, as Christians, we sing songs together? In the Bible, it says in a lot of places about singing songs to God. Um, but why is singing as a group such a really, really big part of um, what we do as a church together every Sunday? I believe that corporate worship, the most common form of which is singing songs together, is the best tool that we have to express being the one body of Christ. It's really easy to come to church and to notice all the ways 
in which we are different. We don't need practice at being separate people, but we do need practice at being one, at being united. A good choir is not a group of soloists who are all singing at the same time. And if you would like a detailed explanation on why I think that is the case, then I can uh, lecture you after I'm after the service. Um, a good choir are singers working together to make one beautiful, indivisible sound, one instrument with many strings. The enemy would really like for us to come to church and feel, feel like we're coming by ourselves and we sit by ourselves and we sing by ourselves, pray by ourselves and then go home by ourselves. But that's not what we are here for. We're here this morning to be the one united, undivided body of Christ. We are together. We are never alone, no matter what you may feel. It's one of the reasons why, um, as a church, one of our core values is, is family, is being one family. And I think it would be really great if we brought that value into our time of sun worship as well. Because we are here to be together. So when I sing this song, I am um, I'm reminded that I am just one little part in a song that is so much bigger than I am. And I, I can't forget, I can't um, feel that it's just me and God um, when I'm surrounded by all my brothers and sisters who I can hear singing around me. And we may be singing different words and a different tune, just as in life we, we're all in different places and have different experiences. <coughs> but we are all, our worship comes together as one song to our one God. Of course, the body of Christ is not just the people in this room, and it's not just the people in our church, and it's not just the church in Britain, and it's not just the church all over the world. It's every believer, past, present, and future. And what an amazing privilege it is to be able to join with all those believers in our worship. When we sing songs from other countries, like we did on International Sunday, wasn't that a great morning? We are joining, our worship is joining with the global church. And when we sing old hymns that were written a hundred years ago, which I, I love singing old hymns, we're joining with the historical church in our worship. And if you go and visit another church for the first time somewhere else, um, and, um, and you sing a song that you know you, you've sung in, in previous churches, isn't that such a blessing that amidst all the difference and all the newness, you have that thing to cling on to to remind you that yes, we are, we are one body after all. Hebrews 13.15 says, So through Jesus... Let us always offer to God our sacrifice of praise, coming from lips that speak his name. And I think we should do that together now. Let's sing together. If this song is new to you and you haven't sung it before, um, then don't, don't worry. Um, just listen and join in when you can. And enjoy being 
um, being family together this morning. And um, maybe you have come to church this morning and you've very much felt like you're on your own and you're, you're sitting on your own and you're, you're going to go home on your own later. Um, I'd really encourage you to take this opportunity to just um, look around you at the people that you're sitting with um, and to 